We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. Joined as always, he's back. The king is back, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, welcome back to Wisconsin. My condolences. How's it going, sir? Uh, doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, as as well as I can. Uh, getting back yep. into the to the United States. Much uh, great vacation. Happy to be back. Uh, it's a gr- great time. Amazing time. To be clear, nobody you know died in Europe. You just had to come back home from your great vacation is what I meant. Unless someone did and I didn't know, in which case I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? I, yeah, I, I was like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, is this just going to be a thing you start the pod with? <laughs> to be clear, by the way, I don't know if anyone, like, if, if your family has died in the last <laughs> week. Uh, just, is it, I was like, is this just a new bit? But, uh, just my well wishes. I mean, fair, I have the same to say to you. Thanks. Uh, no, no, every, everyone's doing everyone's doing okay. Good uh, on my end. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good time, and uh, but uh, happy happy to get back get back into the routine and you know just just get back to talking some more Bucks basketball with you, Ty. Let's do it. The Bucks swung and missed on Bradley Beal. We got ourselves so excited. I was really I don't know how much of my posts and stuff you saw. I was juiced, man. I thought it was really going to happen. People were telling me I have a problem. I said, I know I do. I, I, I did. I, I don't really anymore. But if, in case you didn't see, the Phoenix Suns ended up getting Bradley Beal in a deal that I think is getting a little unnecessarily slandered. I mean, I think Phoenix was already thin and, and going to rely on the top-end talent. So it's not like the Brad Beal deal made that happen. And I think generally, if you can trade second-round picks, Landry Shamit and the ghost of Chris Paul... For Bradley Beal, you probably should. I was willing to trade a lot more than that from the Bucks to get Bradley Beal. So I'm not going to be a two-faced person and say that, like, 
oh, this is a bad deal for Phoenix. Like, I think it's a great deal for Phoenix. Washington just clearly wanted a reset, which is fine. Um, but disappointing that Beal chose Phoenix. It is what it is, though, to a certain extent. I mean, uh, I've also heard that Beal's family really wants a warm-weather climate, which I think may have played into this as well. But the Bucks tried. The Bucks failed. Now it's on to the next. But real quick, Rohan, what were your Beal to Phoenix and Bucks missing out on Beal thoughts? If anything, this is probably like it's it's good probably that he didn't go to Miami. We'll see what happens yeah. with Miami going yeah, forward. They've been that. linked to Damian Lillard, so it's like if you can just uh, not form like a super team in the in the East, that's that's ideal. Yeah. Uh, and I actually think yeah. Beal would have done more for Miami than he does for Phoenix. I agree. I completely agree. Because he brings a skill set that they desperately needed, like another creator. Another, Better like, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Better Tyler Hero. Uh, while Phoenix already has, like, <laughs> oh, Kevin yeah. Durant to Devin Booker. And to be clear, like, I, I agree with you. That is a home run deal for Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Why not? Like, yeah, it's you're basically just swap. You, if you can swap out Chris Paul for Bradley Beal, like you do it. Like second round picks for them are nothing. Landry Shamit is nothing. Yeah, like it's it's nothing. Like that's the power of the no trade clause. Is yeah, you can choose not only the team, you can choose the compensation. That is a huge takeaway. Well, it, what's interesting is the compensation still ends up being like, you know, all the picks you can trade, which is just how star trades work. But I have had people say, like, oh, we've seen people, players pick their destinations before. You know, the no trade clause didn't matter. It totally mattered. There, I, I don't think there's any Bradley way. Bradley Beal is not a member of the Phoenix Suns if he yeah. doesn't have a no trade clause. There's no chance. There's absolutely trade, no chance. You can't trade for a player of that caliber with no first-round picks or prospects. And if, if you want to look at the guys who have forced their way to a team, you go ahead and do it. I mean – Kevin Durant was all of Phoenix's picks and Mikhail Bridges and Ken Johnson. Anthony Davis was Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, all the Lakers picks. Like what, Jordan Clarkson, I believe? No, maybe not Jordan no, Clarkson. No, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Like it's still like, okay, congrats. You forced to where you want to go. Now they give up all of their young players and all of their draft picks. Like th- there's still that in there. And I think, you know, uh, Bradley Beal wouldn't have been a four pick guy. But I, I do I do think, you know, he's at least like a a, a one or two. Uh, and I just think it's um, it's totally determined by the no trade. So as you said. Um, yeah, I think there was an example in regards to the compensation. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, when when Kobe Bryant had requested a trade, there was like a deal set up for him to go to Chicago. Uh, but Luol Deng was included in the trade and he vetoed that because he wanted to play with Luol Deng. So yeah, the no trade clause also allows you to choose the compensation for it as well. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, you need to dictate the whole thing, which is so rare in the NBA these days, which is why uh, nobody below the Giannis level is going to get one anytime soon, precisely because of this return. So um, I do think, and I want your thoughts on this. I kind of feel like Beal going to Phoenix ends the chance of the Bucks making a big swing this summer, which is going to disappoint people. And I don't think they're going to stop looking, to be clear. And I think them even being in on Beal, given that the salary meant it probably had to move one of Drew or Chris, means that you know they were they're aggressive. I think they'll continue to be aggressive. Horse usually is. But I just don't see what else. And people are, you know, people will say Damian Lillard. 
the pie in the sky choices. But as we just laid out, nobody else is left with a no trade clause. Phoenix isn't going to send Brad Veal to, to Milwaukee. And I don't know. There's no other star player I think that would be like, oh, Drew Holiday in a first for Damian Lillard. Like, I yeah. I just I mean, don't see it. maybe Zach Levine. I don't know. Would you want to do that? I don't think Chicago wants to do that trade. Their, their asking price tells me he's not getting moved. I, I, I don't know. Unless they really want to. But they said, what, multiple firsts and a young player? Something like that. For Zach Levine? I mean, what kind of young player? Like... Sandro Mamukelashvili, young player, or or what? Because, I mean, get real. Zach Levine is not. I think he's a worse player than Bradley Beal. I, I don't know. Maybe he's a better shooter. I, I'm not all the way out, but I don't know if I trade Drew Holiday for him. I also yeah, don't think don't, they could. Like, why would the Bulls want to do that? I, I mean, I guess exactly. they're the Bulls, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but that would be the only other player that comes to mind because Damian Lillard is not. It's it's not. Do you Unless think the Heat they, have enough? I think I don't know. Honestly. Three firsts and Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal? I, I don't know if that package is enough for Miami because it's it, the only way that could actually work is if Portland treats the equity and the, the loyalty that uh, Damian Lillard has given to the Trailblazers franchise as a no trade clause and lets him pick his destination. That's really the only way that can be enough. Cause you, if you just had an outright bidding war for Damian Lillard, that's getting beat. It's getting yeah. beat easily. Like the Nets, you, you the Nets people really think that they're like the, the team. I don't get Dame. that. I don't get like, that either. Like what are the Nets trying to do? Well, like, I think that, Dame wants to play with Mikhail, but I think if you're not sending Mikhail, you don't have nearly enough to get Dame. Is, is Dame and Mikhail Bridges better than current Portland? That's the other question. I kind of don't think Dame's leaving, to be honest. I love, no, and don't get me wrong. I love Mikhail Bridges. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's better than any other player on the Trailblazers not named Damian Lillard. I'm just saying the team around him, like, like, what are you you doing there? Especially if you have to give up the Dame salary. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know how you get there. Like, maybe New Orleans is another team. New Orleans. New Orleans is, they have have a lot going on. Wow. They have a lot going on. Um, I don't even know what's happening. I I don't even, we can't even get in there. All that's, I don't know how much you've seen. I've seen enough. There was a Twitter account taken down today. Adam Silver. He got taken down? Adam Silver made the call. No way. (laughs) Adam Silver made the call. Uh, I mean, the last thing was just egregious. I don't even know if I saw the last. If I want to see, I saw a free throw. I, 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 you know what? Let's just move on from New Orleans. I think New Orleans and Portland on draft day, which is tomorrow, maybe tonight, maybe two days away as you're hearing this. I'm going to put it out right away because who knows what's going to happen. We are uh, recording on Tuesday. Yeah, we're recording on Tuesday night. So you may hear this Tuesday. You may hear this Wednesday morning. Um, but I think New Orleans and Portland are like two of the powder kegs in the draft. And I think almost anything is possible for each. Um, but anyway, back to the Bucks. So we don't see any big swings. I do think there's a lot of business to be done on these kind of mid-tier salary kind of role player guys. And I think that can be enough. I mean, we talked about before any of the Beal stuff, you know, when they're still looking for a coach – Bringing in a new coach, instituting a new offense can basically make this group look so much better come playoff time 
And while the Bucs didn't hire an offensive-minded head coach in Adrian Griffin, he certainly has his ideals about players and the ball moving. And they brought in Terry Stotts, Joe Prunty, and a bunch of other great assistants, clearly with an eye on revamping Milwaukee's offense. So I've been referring to this, and I think we can try to make this a thing, as hashtag let Terry cook. Just the idea of like trusting a new system. I think that's fine. I mean, I think even when we were in Beal mania, I was always maintaining like they don't need this. They can still be a contending team and win a title without this. They won a title with a worse offense before. It would be nice, but they don't need it to happen. It didn't happen. Um, But are there any players in particular right now that you look at. I have a few names we can we can sling back and forth, but you know, basically as as the Cron says here on YouTube, the other improvement options for the Bucks now that Beal's out the window. So let's put Dame aside, put the pie in the sky aside. You know, what kind of additions make sense to you? And then I've highlighted a couple draft guys we can talk about way later in the pod. Um, not going to go deep on this. The Bucks have pick fifty eight. Maybe they'll get another pick. We'll talk about that later, but. Well, your your other improvements, your existing players, your free agents, your trade targets, Rohan, who are you thinking about? I think first we should probably sort of discuss what this team needs in terms of like That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, So in my opinion, this Bucks team needs another ball handler. Yeah. They need another ball handler for sure. Because I've mentioned this all offseason long, but Drew was overtaxed and frankly did not perform and has not performed as an offensive playoff performer, as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. And let me make this clear as well. That does not mean that I don't want Drew Holiday on the roster. I just think you can... Let's uh, pull up some clips from right after the playoffs. I maintain (laughs) that I said that he should not be the starting point guard. Okay, we'll, we'll have to see. He should not be the starting point guard. I think he can still be the starting two guard for this team. Yeah. And because, like, he does bring a lot. Like, he's a valuable asset. Like, Drew Holiday is a great player. He was an all-star this year. Like, he still shines in the playoffs, but just not when he has the ball in his hands a lot and is shooting 25 times a game. That's just, it it can't happen anymore. It's just, it's untenable. Unless you have perfect defense, which the Bucs did not this past postseason. Unless you literally play perfect on the other end and maximize all other opportunities and have other players who are making their shots, you can't, it's untenable to have Drew Holiday play like that. So this Bucks team desperately, desperately needs some more support in terms of like ball handling, shot creation. That So that's where I would start. That's where I would start for sure. Uh, also, they would probably need some more uh, versatile, uh, versatile front court depth uh, yeah. because like their current, their current bigs are Brooke Lopez, who is a very like system dependent big, and Bobby Portis, who is also a very system-dependent big, they're not guys who you can like throw around and like. You have to have specific game plans for when you're playing those players. And again, that doesn't mean they're not valuable. It, they have been shown that they are incredibly valuable to this Bucks team, but they do have their limitations. So more flexibility uh, at the like in in the front court is also something that this Bucks team desperately needs. And I think those are my top two. Because we we've seen like they have they have options at the wing. We'll see what they do in free agency in terms of retaining their guys. We'll see how Marjon develops. Uh, and let's not forget they still have Giannis and Chris and Drew. Like I mentioned, should play more of a wing role. So 
I'll, I'll go with ball handling and shot creation and then like ver- uh, versatility in the front court. And I, I'm, I'm inclined to think you might agree with me on this. I would flip the order. Okay. I, I, and I really, for versatility, I'm lasered in on like a big wing who can credibly play both ways. And it just feels like outside of J. Crowder regular season, they haven't had one since PJ at this point still. And I just think that's the biggest thing they need is like someone like, – like if Wes was big and also 10 years younger, he'd be perfect. Like, like you know the way – this is like an intangible thing. But the way you're just like, oh, Wes Matthews is guarding that guy. I feel great about that. That at the four. And I just think they haven't had that since PJ. I mean, even a regular season Crowder, it wasn't like locking guys up, right? No. Maybe you don't need that level, but I, I just would love that. Like, give me someone who you can put on, like, the Tatums, the Butlers of the world, a big, strong defender who can at least, like, I don't need him to be Paul George offensively, right? But knock down some shots, like, be credible. Paul George works. He's not really that guy defensively anymore. That's okay. Um, that's a hey. That's a big swing that maybe still is on the table. Who the hell knows what's happening uh, with the Clippers right now? But I, I think that's the most important thing because I still I talked about this with Adam and Jordan on a pod recently. I think Giannis at the five is still their apex mode, which is tough for my guy Brook Lopez, who I think the Bucks should retain. He should start. He should play a lot. But I kind of see him in the Kevon Looney type of like most matchups. I don't know if Brook should be out there. Closing time. Like, I think maybe it's not even about Brooke. It's about Giannis more. But I think Apex Bucks, I think we saw this in 2021, is you have your ball handlers, your switchable wings. Everyone can defend and shoot. And then Giannis is at the five. And you can just take everything away defensively. You can still rebound. You know, your, your space is there offensively. I think that's it. And, like, you know, a crowder that works out or was younger, like, I know this is a, a Bucks enemy, maybe, and I think he's going to get re-signed in Phoenix. Torrey Craig is the kind of player I'm really thinking about here. Who's like Bucks enemy? He just didn't play well here, and they just kind of gave him away. And I don't know if Torrey Craig feels. I thought he was a great fit. I, it just didn't work. Um, I would love another crack at Torrey Craig with a new coaching staff, but someone like that I think is more of a need. My thing with the ball handler is, and we can talk about a specific player, Tyus Jones, who folks in the Discord are excited about. I just think we saw with Ingles, like, will they have the ball in their hands enough? Like, are you really are you really going to have Drew Holiday just spacing for a Tyus Jones or a Joe Ingles or whoever else? Like, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I just don't know if that'll actually, even with a new offense. Or even, even like, like splitting it. My my thing about team building, I, I've, I've said this consistently, is, like, you always want to have guys who are overqualified for their roles. Yeah. So, like, Drew Holiday would, and would be overqualified to be, like, a guy who's like spacing and like sharing some like tertiary ball handling duties. He's overqualified for that, but that's what you need. Like you need guys who are just extremely overqualified for their roles, unless you're at the top, because then you just can't be. But like, as you work your way down the roster, like, yeah, like we we've talked about this in the past with like Pat Connaughton, right? Like Pat Connaughton could easily be a starter on this team. He easily could be, he slots in really well with like the, the core four and, um, theoretically solves all of their uh like who's the fifth starter issues that we've been debating as long as we've had this podcast uh but he's 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 better as a six man he's overqualified to be a six man and that's why he thrives in that role like it's just it's it's what you do 
in these situations. Like, so I wouldn't be that upset with Drew Holiday, like having to share some of the ball handling responsibility. Sure. Is that underutilizing it? Maybe a little. Uh, is it for the best? Yes. Do you like if you need him to, can he take these roles? Yes. But do you like that? That's what you want. Like you want to be prepared for like emergencies. So if you have guys who are overqualified in their roles, it's like if they need to step up, they can. Like you don't want guys who like need to step up more than they're used to in their comfort zone. You want guys who are capable of stepping up into a role that they might be thrust into. So do you think Tyus Jones would be a good fifth starter on the Bucks? That's a different question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sold on him as a I'm, starting I, point guard. Not on this team. I'm not. I'm not completely sold on Tyus Jones. I well, like Tyus Jones. He's a great point. He's a, I he's mean, a, he's a turnover. He's the player. king. Yeah. He's a great, great, great player, and I think he is perfect for his role because, like, he could be the starting point guard on a lot of like middling NBA teams. Yeah. Like, I, I get. He, I get shades of Monte Morris. He could be the starter on the Suns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just going to need people at a certain point. Jonathan exactly. Goodwin might start games there. So it's just like, but do you want him to be in that role? It's it's what I was getting to earlier. Like he's overqualified to be a like a starting or to be a, a backup reserve guard. Yeah. yeah, a backup point guard. But on an elite team, he shouldn't be a starting point guard. Yeah. I agree. Like the Monte Morris people have talked about, all the Wizards guys now are, are up for grabs. I, I mean, I don't know. Probably not, actually. I wouldn't trade for him because he makes $10 million. And the thing is, you know, you can look at a guy who makes $10 million and available and be like, oh, I'd, I'd like to have that player on the Bucks. Would I like to have him more than – and I'm just going to put Pat aside. I'm just going to be frank. I think Pat's a 16-game guy. I'd rather trade Grayson or Bobby. I know they're a little younger but that's just where I'm at. You can sub in Pat if you want mentally in this exercise. It doesn't really matter. But like, would I give up Grayson or Bobby Portis to get Monte Morris? No, uh, I would not do that. And I think it also plays for the guys who make about double them because then you have to do the different math of would I give up Grayson and Bobby to get this player? So Colin Sexton is probably available. A lot of people high on Colin Sexton. I like Colin Sexton. I think he'd be a good gamble. Can I give up Bobby and Grayson to get Colin Sexton? I don't think Utah does that. One and two, no, I probably wouldn't do that. Like I don't. I might do that. I don't know if I trust him enough. I might do that. I, I'm. You're I'm in on the sex con. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on the sex man. I have a shirt was, from the Chase Down kinda, Pod yeah. that says "Sex Land" when they had him and Darius Garland. We'll have to come up with a new a new sex thing. Yeah, I'm sure Giannis will be able to get that going right Giannis away. Giannis will be all over it for sure. He'll be like, it's, it's what is that, unseen freaky hours or yeah. whatever he's. Unseen uh, sex hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I, I, I'm in on Colin Sexton. I kind of, I was hoping maybe the Bucks could try and prime away before he was like sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, but like, a lot. The issue is here is like as we're going through this exercise, is that while there are a lot of point guards, like like there's a there's a lot of point guard depth in the NBA. There's not a lot of room for like massive upgrades, if you're the Bucks, which is it's it's a little bit of the issue. And like while I said that in terms of my roster construction, I would want like a ball handler to score and then like flexibility in the front court. 
it might be more feasible to get uh, the front court player rather than the uh, um, the ball handler because it's like the teams that have the ball handler, unless it's Damian Lillard, like why yeah. why are they giving them up? Yeah. Like, like I'm trying to think, like, who, who are the guys? Like, not, talk about- by the way, also, also not Kyrie. Um, oh, yeah. Not feasible and just no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Um, should we have the Chris Paul conversation? I'm kind of confused. Why are people so excited? Have you seen I mean, the last three postseasons? I think he- <sighs> he's not going to be there. We know this. Like, if the Bucks sign him, fine. Like, I, you know, sure. What if, what if you just don't play him in the regular season? Uh, that's. I think it'd be the West Matthews diet. I think the Bucks are well positioned to do it. I've heard he wants to be on the West Coast. I mean, I just assume he's going to be on an LA team. Winhorse was like, yeah, he would like to be on the West Coast. He mentioned Houston as an option. Like, it's close to the LA or winning. Classic or winning. coastal team, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they're close. I don't. I don't know how far Houston. Whatever. Um. I mean, listen, I'm not saying I'd be mad if the Bucks signed him. But do I think he's like this cure-all at this point in his career? Not really. No. Like, would would I would I be upset at Chris Paul signing for, like, a vet mid? Absolutely no. not. I would not be upset about that at all. Like, if he's a sizable free agent acquisition, I'd be a little concerned. Well, they're, they're maybe going to have – they're either going to have a $5.5 million exception or none, depending on the second apron – It'll come down to the Chris contract, which we'll talk about. I always say everything's everything's a little later. We'll talk about it a little later. Uh, not in too much detail because the option, as we record, is due tomorrow. And I just know if we talk about it a lot, it's going to get accepted or declined one minute after I hit publish. I just don't yeah, want to do that. It's just how it goes. So It's, it's usually what happens. I have a fake uh, trade with Sexton I'm more interested in. Okay, let's hear it. Sexton and Oche Agbaji, who is the, the young wing that Cleveland had drafted and then sent over, started the year pretty bad, started to hit threes toward the end, ended up shooting 35%. So he's through one year of a rookie deal. For Grace and Bobby in the first. I, I don't think Utah does that. I, yeah, I think the first has to be there, that's for sure. The first has to be there. I think they like Agbaji. I think you're right. I, I think they, exactly. they kind of want to get rid of Sexton. I don't think they want to get rid of him. But the issue is, like, there's not really another guy who can throw in to equal those salaries who the Bucks would want. Like, Rudy Gay's going to opt in. That's not a valuable throw-in for me if I'm, if I'm Milwaukee. I wouldn't so you, be upset at Rudy Gay. He's, I mean, he's fine. He's a, he doesn't solve the problem of, hey, our roster's ancient. 36-year-old yes. Rudy Gay is not, not helping there. Otherwise, it's like Simon Fontecchio, who I think stinks. Damian Jones, who I know stinks, like bro. When he, I when I got the Woj notification that Damian Jones opted in yeah. uh, to his contract, I my first thought was good for Damian Jones still yeah. being in the NBA. Tw- two point eight million dollars or something. Two point eight million. That was another guy. I think he was on the Warriors. And like, how'd the Warriors get this guy? Yeah, Vegas Damian toast. Jones and Jordan Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, NBA? I'm um, surprised I didn't see Jordan Bell when I went to. Uh, I went to Real Madrid versus uh, some other team. Too bad you didn't. Fun player to watch yeah. live, I'm sure. But oh, quick, quick aside on that. Yeah, it was just it was an incredible experience to watch to watch Gershon Yabusele be the best player on Dancing a, Bear. I, it was it was an electric experience. I there's there's like I didn't get a video of it, but you have a stadium of seventeen thousand people chanting Yabusele, oh, and it's man. just like this is what life is. Like yeah. it's incredible. 
Like, this is what I live for, but yeah. There is a sneaky hoopsicko thing that feels amazing is if you're watching like a different, like an international competition or a different league and you recognize a guy and he plays well. It's like, it's like a light bulb just goes off. It's like, I, I have to imagine it's like when cavemen first figured out fire. Same feeling, same base feeling. I'm just like, this is, this is good. This is right. This is powerful. That's, yeah, that's would, me, uh, me seeing like, I don't know. I don't even know who play well overseas. Brandon Knight in Puerto Rico. Or no, I'm not, not Puerto watching Puerto Rican tape to be quite honest with you. Uh, no, uh, Eddie Tavares was on that team. Oh, Mario yeah. Hazonia. Uh, so it was a who's who's game of, I remember that guy for sure. Yeah. On the other team, Henry Allenson, Marquette legend. Uh, yeah, did he play? His, yeah, he was good for the other team. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I think the next yeah. Marquette first rounder is going to be better in the NBA than him. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, but yeah, the th- that's the thing about Sexton, though. I just, I would really like another NBA player coming back in that deal. And I just don't know how you do that unless you can get Agbaji. I don't know if you can get him. I just, yeah, I, I, do, I don't think that's feasible. Like, you have to, if you, if, Again, I, I don't I don't understand. I like I don't I don't see a way for Utah to really accept that deal unless yeah. Danny Ainge is like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean one first is just not and I don't know if I'd want to do it if you're the Milwaukee if you have to give up Marjan too. Because yeah. at that point it's just like, well what if you lose the wing roulette there and then you're you kind of cooked yourself. Yeah. It's just it's it's too it's too unfeasible and it's just too much of a risk. Really. So to recap, we're both mostly out on Tyus. Like, I assume it's going to be hard to get him. I mean, Grizzlies really like him. Jaws out for 25 games. Like, I, I, eh, just doesn't feel worth the squeeze to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in on the sex, man. I'm more dubious. And I'm the one who tweeted after the trade, are we sure Donovan Mitchell is going to be that much better than Colin Sexton? So far, yeah, he definitely yeah. has been. But let's see. I mean, if Sexton just he's also, he's also young. Just, yeah, he's 24. Just really felt like he didn't didn't fit in Utah. I'm kind of glad they're trading him, even if he doesn't go to the Bucks, because it just feels like they don't care for him that much. I like what yeah. he – I mean, he's like a legit scorer. Doesn't pass the ball much, though. But like the Bucks don't really need that. They have they have other like know. creative. But I think he needs the, I think he needs the ball. I don't know. He do, he doesn't scream Bucksy to me. I don't know. But they have a new coaching staff now. So yeah, nice. I was like, we we don't know what Bucksy means anymore, Ty. I think we have a pretty good idea. We do, but things change. They do. Uh, who else did I have highlighted? Do you want, are there any other Wizards guys who interest you now that they're clearly tearing down? Brook leaves. Can you get Kristaps? I had a Warriors, not a coverage person, like with sources, just like a fan. What up, Tyler? My my buddy Tyler. He was like, he wanted to give up like one of the young guys, like the two good young guys, and Jordan Poole and a first for Kristaps. And I was like, wow, he had a good year. I don't know about all that. Clearly, that's way out of the Bucks range. He's opted in, so. You'd have to trade like two starters and a first probably to get him. I just I can't spend that many resources on center if we're bringing Brook back, and I'd rather That's just. I'm saying yeah. if, if this is contingent on Brook not coming back, it'd be a fun fit. I, I don't trust him to stay healthy, of course, but he did last year. He had a, good, a really good year. I mean, he's probably going to get traded and play well somewhere. I like Kispert. I don't know why they'd trade him. No, they're not going to trade him. I mean, who knows? Who knows what Michael Winger is going to do? Yeah. But, I mean, he included some of his good players in the Bradley Beal trade, so. Really wanted to, really wanted that fresh start. I mean, if you have the power, I guess. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. There's not, there's not a ton of guard options out there. Like, I'm, I'm starting to talk myself into Zach Levine, and it's just like we're, we're in the bad place. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to look here. Who else? Again, like I, I, I've mentioned this name before, and I like if we're talking like shot creators, it doesn't necessarily have to come as a guard. Like, can you get Paul George? I, I don't think the Clippers will do nothing. I don't know if they will trade Paul George for Drew Holiday and stuff. I would certainly be interested in exploring that. I mean, you you would have to take that risk, right? Yeah, I think if you're the Bucks, yeah. Although, but again, it comes back to the Beal thing, and people were winning me over with this in terms of you should trade Chris instead of Drew simply for the injuries. Imagine trying to watch 82 games of hoop, and just every time Chris or Paul George falls, you're just like, oh god, 
Oh no. I don't know if you can I don't know if you can do that. Drew's been pretty resilient. Drew has been Drew has been resilient. I don't know. I just I I know that Chris is the more valuable player to the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. Also better in the playoffs generally. Yeah. And Paul George has actually like shown that he can be good in the playoffs again. Oh yeah. So yeah. Would you do the Anthony Simons and three for Drew Holiday thing? I, I I would. I don't think Portland does it. It's like because like it's it's not even just for three. Like because it in my eyes that's a three team trade because it's then it turns into what can the Bucks get for Anthony Simons and number three. I think you keep Simons. I think Simons fits great. I mean, a really young point guard who can he takes he's in that rare air of how many threes he takes a game. Like it's like I mean, yeah, he's he, a he's really my, that's a good skill set on this team. It is, it is. But it's like if you're going to take a young guy, why not take the guy who's not going to be up for an extension immediately? Well, because you don't know if he can play yet. I mean, you got Giannis. The thing about that trade. Like, three is the part I like less. And I think it's going to be a great player, whether it's Scoot or Brandon Miller. But, like, Brandon Miller's rim finishing, Scoot's outside shooting. Like, they're both 19, I think. You know, is a 19-year-old going to help Giannis win a title when it, in his age 28, 29, 30 seasons? Probably not that much. Like, Ja kind of hit the ground running, and they weren't winning until his third year. So even if someone like Scoot develops relatively fast, it just takes a while. I would rather keep Simons, who I think can play for sure. Can you flip three? Can you go get like a – I mean, clearly you can't get any Raptor because they're all too expensive. But can you go get a big wing somewhere to add in? Can you get Brandon I mean, Ingram? That's what I was going to say. Like, can you get Brandon Ingram for – like, that's that's exactly the player I was thinking of. And if, But the issue is – and I know we've t- we talked about this with other deals – you know, if if the Bucks were able to turn Drew Holiday into Brandon Ingram and Anthony Simons, I feel like someone could probably outbid them to do so because that's obviously an incredible offseason. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's it's just all dependent. Like you would say that that would happen because Portland or Dame is like, hey, I want Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's like Kawhi saying, hey, I want Paul George. Yeah, that's I guess. Or Giannis saying, I want Drew. Yeah. If if Drew is on a list that Damian Lillard has, like you you go and get the guy. Sure sounds like they keep sniffing around the Raptors guys and the Pelicans guys though. Yeah, the Raptors the Raptors are on the same level as the Heat, so. FVV, uh, not FVV, excuse me. Uh, Gary Trent opting in today. I thought it was pretty surprising. It's not a big option. I'm sure he's going to extend and 19 I thought it was even less than that. Maybe it's not. I thought it was like 15. 19 or 18 maybe makes more sense. But I guess not a lot of money out there for him. I guess that makes sense. But I feel like they're going to run it back. They love it. They can't get enough of their crappy offense and uninspiring wings and everything else. Yeah. But like getting back to Portland's deal, like Anthony Simon's a number three. I think I if I would be tempted to keep number three. Like I know that's like that's very light years of me to do, but I'd be tempted because the, again, like then if you're trading three, how do you get the salary to go get Brandon Ingram? Um, 
Bobby and Grayson. I don't think that's enough. Let me see what he makes. I just, I'll tell you this. I will say this. If it is Scoot Henderson at three, um, I'll I'll hear you out more. Because I think Scoot has a higher likelihood of, oh, no, it's not enough. Brandon Ingram makes like $34 a year. Yeah, it's tough. Although Anthony Simons makes less. So I think if you sent Drew... Uh, I mean, like, but then, like, like Simons makes 24, 25, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so that, so I'll, I'll test it down on the trade like, machine. I think that works. Yeah, you can do Simons plus Bobby or something. But to be clear, I think this is a a fantasy world. Oh, absolutely. But it's like, who knows? It might not be a fantasy world. We just saw Bradley Beal get traded to the Sun. Yeah, but... Anthony Simons and Brandon Ingram don't have no trade clauses is the issue. That's uh, yeah, actually, if the Bucks sent Bobby, Grayson, and Drew and brought back Ingram and Simons, it's within 500K how close that those all those salaries match. Perfect. And I mean, you keep number three in it. that scenario. Or you trade. No, that number three goes to New Orleans. I'm bringing in Simons there. So number three goes to New Orleans. Okay. So the Bucks now have Simons, Middleton, Ingram, Giannis, probably Brooke. They really need some defense again. Yeah. That's been an issue with some of these. That would that would be a home run for the Bucks, but it's just it's it's not feasible. What if it's a Chris Sinan trade instead? That nice. looks better. I love Chris. I don't I would don't want to trade Chris, but Simons, Holiday, Ingram, Giannis is insane. Again, but let's not even let's let's just move on because I don't want to get people. Yeah, let's people talk are going to be in the some... Discord going Simon's Ingram. I can't wait. It's not going to happen. I, I, I just I, I don't think to to my reasoning why I don't think Drew is going to be enough for Simon's and three, unless Portland is just like you know Messiah said no. You know New Orleans has said no to to sending Zion. It sounds like they don't really want Ingram. And they're just like, we need a guy, and Drew is next up, and we just need this. I just don't think that'll happen. That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Should we should we talk about some some front court options? Yeah, who are you looking at? Uh our guy tides, Kenny Hustle. Oh yeah. You know I love Kenny Hustle. So, so tell me about Kenny Hustle. Um, so it's funny. 2K makes him out to be like a sniper who's not a good defender. I think the opposite is closer to true. I think he's a very good defender who can shoot the three, although it's not. I don't know if he's a knockdown three-point shooter, but I just think, although he said he wants to retire in OKC, which is an insane thing to say. Um, a, I mean, it's a, it's, don't, don't say that it's insane. It's fun. We like guys like that. I, I get I mean, just be realistic. Also, you're Kenrich Williams. You're not Drew Holiday. I mean, come on. But they, they've retired, like, Nick Collison's dream. Yeah, they're upset. I don't get that either. It's just an OKC thing, I guess. I'm just going to – I'm just going to know I don't ex- – I, I just, you know, I'm cool with it. It's fine. Uh, he shot 37% last year. I actually had a down year the year before when I wanted the Bucks to get him at the deadline. But just a really good wing defender. He's like 6'8", I think, so he has some legit size. Uh, I listed it as 6'6", actually, but – uh, and I just think he'd be a plug-and-play, great defensive ring option, and a little younger. On the, on the honest timeline, he's only 28 years old. 
Yeah. And this is to be clear, like, can you try and fill that PJ Tucker void? Yeah. This is that, that kind of player for sure. Yeah. Can you trade for PJ Tucker? I was thinking about that before we started. Would we feel like that's enough if they had PJ instead of like Crowder? Or I think we'd want more wings, right? Because he is outside of the one game a year in the playoffs, like the Sixers saw. He's going to shoot like 10 times in the total. He's going to make 10 threes in a four round playoff run, right? Like, yeah, but that's not what he's valuable for. Yeah, but that's what you need, probably. Yeah. I mean, I love PJ. I think he would help, but I still think, they, like, I'm not saying we'd want to get rid of him, but we'd probably be like, yeah, they could probably use some more. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's understandable. I just I didn't even consider that. I just thought of it right now. Yeah. The the issue with like the Bucks have like learned this obviously after they did not re-sign PJ Tucker is that it's really really hard to find guys who fit specific roles because otherwise they would be I don't know more prevalent. Like I don't know maybe like who, who I'm trying to think like Dwight Powell does he does he? Uh, fit that? I think he's more of a. He'd be interesting. I don't. The Mavs are always just giving away their role players. It seems like. I find yeah. him interesting. Like Dwight Powell. Like do you more uh, of a big? Yeah, but he's like what six nine? I thought he was bigger. Dwight six ten. I think he's. He, I always thought he was. A, he he kind of he can defend down. That's interesting. Yeah, like Dwight Powell is someone I I would be interested in if I were the Bucks. It's just like. What's this? What's this contract looking like? Should have pulled this up beforehand. Uh, Dwight Powell, like he's he, like the ten million actually, number. Yeah, he's. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's a free agent. Oh, I assume they'll bring him back. We'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't outbid anyone, so it's kind of has to be guys who are like cut loose. I have a free agent who I think would be a great fit in this okay. mold. Can we get some Yuta? Yuta Watanabe? Yuta Watanabe. I would love some Yuta. All he does is just like float under the radar. Nobody talks about him. Just going to hit 39% from the corners again and play solid defense. Like, I think he'd be a great fit in Milwaukee. Coming from the Nets where they have a billion wing players. So it would not surprise me if they he was not a priority for them. If you get Yuta on the vet minimum, that'd be huge. Yeah. I think he's been linked to Phoenix, but I could be wrong. Of course. Um but no, Yuta, Yuta would be amazing. He's shown he has a, like a little bit of juice when he has the ball in his hands too. Like he can he can attack closeouts as well. He yeah. can be a sniper. Like he can hold his own on defense. Like yeah, I, I'd love I'd definitely down for Yuta. I just don't know if it's if it's really feasible because I think he's going to be a hot commodity this offseason. You would think so, but then I feel like there's always a couple guys who it's like, how did he go for vet man or you know whatever exception. Especially with the the way contract, I'm really interested to see what contracts are going to be. Yeah, like with like the five teams who have cap space are kind of bad. So there, there's going to be there's going to be no middle class of contracts. Yeah, which is probably why Trent opted in. Yeah, there's no middle. You're either going to be making the max or you're going to be making the mid level or lower. Yeah, so you know if if the Bucks have that mini mid level, I think their unit could be an option. Vet min may be difficult, but we'll see. I mean, I do think every and I can't think of a good example right now. But I think most years there's usually a couple of those wing players who like, you know, haven't really started much or aren't, you know, hot commodities. And it's just like, wow, that guy couldn't get more. I mean, Caleb Martin was a two-way who barely got into a camp. Like, there's value out there. There's always those guys, which is why you need guys who are uh, player development guys like Adrian Griffin. Yeah. 
Uh, the wizard I'm most interested in is Denny Optia. I I'm 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 interested in some Denny. Denny is like I, I think mostly a defender, but also can handle the ball and and really uh, you trust him to make good decisions. Like the thing about Denny, I don't know if I trust him to make good decisions. You don't? I think he's a good ball no. handler. I think he's all right. Oh, let me pull up. Let me pull up a little statistic here. But I, I think he's the kind of guy who. You know, can you instead of adding a you know a, a point guard to the rotation, can you get enough ball handling around so that the ball just moves enough so we're not relying on any one player as but much? Did, didn't didn't the Bucks just try that though, with Joe? No, but uh, but Denny is like he's, he's also quicker. a good I mean, defender. Yeah. yeah, he's like an athlete yeah. and he can move off ball and cut and stuff. He's not as good of a shooter. He's thirty one percent for his career, but he's uh, he's averaging about two and a half assists cumulative over the last two years to. You know, less let one and a half turnovers. His career assist to turnover is two to one to one to one. So he's not a point guard, but he's not. You know, he handles the ball a bit and doesn't turn it over very much. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'd be and be interested for sure. He's still only twenty two. I thought he was a little. Yeah, older. he's young. Yeah. No, he's young. Uh, he's just been on the Wizards. Yeah, I don't know if they want to get rid of him either. It's the Kispert thing all over again. Exactly. But you never know just, who you know they're in or out on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what what do you have? What about what about some Draymond? Oh, you want some four? no, I don't hate. No, it. I do. Why? Doesn't shoot. Very loud. Punches people. That's fair. It's cute with Bobby, but that was you know not a teammate. Actually, it was a teammate. It was a but teammate. It was someone. It was someone we hated, though. I mean, we only hated after the fact. Yeah, and Warriors fans don't really like Jordan Poole right now, so that's true. I don't know uh, if you, I, I think you can't keep him and Bobby. I don't think you can have two punchers. That feels like too much. Or they keep each other in check. That sounds dangerous. No, it's like you 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 can't be that guy because you know there's another guy. I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think it is. Something tells me. Um, no, I just I, think I, there's I'd no way to get him, and I think skill set wise, no. it's a very bad fit. I, no, I just, they, he he wants he wants a big contract, and the, he's not gonna like the Bucks cannot offer him that big contract. He's going to the Lakers or the Warriors. He's either gonna play with his favorite superstar in the league or Steph Curry, who he's who he's currently in France with. LeBron. Yeah. 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 I just I just I knew you were talking about LeBron. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, it's fun thinking, to. Oh yeah. This is a tough. This I, I'm I'm looking at some free agents now. This is kind of a tough free agency class. I think there's some interesting potential. Oh, the other Buddy Heald's the other one I wanted to talk. Oh, about. Buddy Heald, yeah, is the other one. Uh, See, we I'm floated t- that on our on our Bleacher Report stream last week. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, again, I'd it's like interested. two two rotation guys for Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald provides exactly what the Bucks need, though. Do you trust him in the playoffs? Is the question. I don't know if I do. Why not? Defense. I mean, it's not. He's not a turnstile on defense, isn't he? Not really. I mean, he is like the interesting thing would be we just haven't seen the Bucks have like a high volume three bomber like that before, and it's like could that be a force multiplier? I mean, over the last, like, he's also never played in the playoffs. Oh my god! Well, yeah, Kings yeah. and Pacers that'll do it, and yeah. a little bit of Pelicans, but he didn't finish a the season there. 39% he was, he was Steph on, Curry, remember? 
39% on nine threes per game over the last three seasons, playing with like bad players. He he'd get a higher quality of looks yeah. on the Bucks. And it's like if you're already doing that with like a lower shot quality and I don't I I don't know. I think he'd be he's a perfect Milwaukee buck. He can handle the ball a bit too. Three point one assists to one point eight turnovers in that time. He's passing a bit. I trust him. He's thirty now, turns thirty one in December. So That's crazy. You get remember older. when it was just like remember when he was just like, Oh, by the way, I'm not as old as I'm listed. I'm actually a year older. Yeah. Which is playing crazy. against him now. I mean like thirty's not old. Thirty one in December. It's older than Grayson and Bobby. It's older than Bradley Beal. That's crazy. He's been in the league like three less years. Yeah. Oof. I'm, I'm into it. I mean, I wouldn't want to give up draft comp. No, absolutely If you can not. get draft comp also. If you get – if it's Buddy and something for those two guys, then I think I'm in. See, the thing is Sacramento's competent now, so we can't – It's not at Sacramento, thankfully. Oh, it's, it's not Sacramento. <laughs> Indiana is competent in some way. I don't know why it's in Sacramento. Yeah. Like, can you get their wor- their worst first? I think they have three. I think so. One of them's from the Bucks, isn't it? No, oh, they yeah. traded that. I don't know if they did. I think they I think they might have. I think the Wizards have it. Oh really? Yeah. Um, um I could just the Clippers have it now. The Clippers have it. Interesting. Um the, oh, the that was the P, PJ trade. PJ and then Luke Kennard. Oh, yeah. 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 So they I mean, have... if you don't If you don't have to give up draft comp, I don't think you get draft comp either, to be clear. I think it's a straight player for player, like players for player. <sighs> Maybe. I see the upside, but I'd be worried about it. Like I mean, Bobby and Grayson are bad. No, they're not. But I just think I think Buddy is is way better for a fit for this Bucks team than both Grayson and Bobby. That's fair. Your son. Yeah, my son. You've seen enough. I want to see him thrive. Playoffs, though. He did have a good playoffs, and I believe in him. I just I think I think Buddy's better. Okay. Yeah, he probably is. And do not like Grayson. Grayson could thrive in Indiana. They'd love him there. I, I would love. To, they have twenty nine, twenty six, and a lottery pick. Seven. Indy does. I think you're right. You probably don't get twenty nine. Although, who knows these days? They really want that yeah, power forward. Are they sold on Bobby Portis? Probably not. Probably not. But if you're a team that wants to win and like compete for a playoff spot, you're probably selling yourself on that. Yeah, but then maybe you just want Bobby, uh, Buddy Heald. Although they have a lot of guards, that's the other thing. Exactly. Like if you're getting like like Bobby also plays well next to Miles Turner. Yeah, that'd be a fun. It'd be a fun team in Indiana. Grayson's a little bigger than Buddy. At least plays a little mm-hmm. bigger. And he's younger. You get younger too, and you try. You're a young team. I think it's a good trade for both teams, honestly. I do too. Buddy's six four, kind of a slighter guy. The other thing about Buddy I like is he's an Iron Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is his games year over year. 82, 80, 82, 72, 71. But I think those are the COVID shortened. Or no, not one they of them. They are. Oh, yeah, they, they both are. No, they both are. 81 to 80. So he's missed like what, max two games in a season? Yeah. That's pretty pretty impressive. 
Yeah, they played oh, 72 sure. in the one year that he played 71. Yeah, so uh, that that would be a nice uh, trait to add to this Bucks team, that's for sure. Exactly. It's it's one thing you don't – like. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm very, very high on this trade. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, just a perfect fit for this team. He's going to get so, so many good shots, can handle the ball, and is durable. Like again, the the one thing is just the playoff experience, which there is zero. Yeah, but you just you would hope like you know just keep shooting. That's all. The thing we is need. like he's also just been reliable year over year. Yeah. So you wouldn't expect such a drop off considering how consistent he is. Yeah, that's a good point. Other free agents: Svi, Mahaluk. I don't know. You're not saying we to Svi? I, I'm not saying we to Svi. I like Svi. People I are like going to be Svi. so disgusted. We'll do a full free agency pod after the draft sometime, but the names we're going to be talking about. Are you in on Yudoka as a buike? <laughs> Do you know who that is? Did I get you? I know this I mean, because my, my player on 2K was on the Jazz. He is a Jazz center. There is nothing unique or nothing that stands out about him i i won't tag him in this pod on youtube i don't want him to find this pod but he's just like the most generic not good center and they drafted him in the first round like right before somebody good yikes yeah that is a massive yikes 24 center he's big i mean matthew yeah, delavadova he's already signed in australia oh yeah rip he signed before the season was over. That's like the actual NBA season. Some good self awareness. <laughs> Not sure how legal that is, but uh, I think <laughs> the end. Like honestly, like his contract wasn't over yet. Like the yeah, the they, let him out. Year, they let him yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Michael Green is interesting. If if the Warriors let him get away, I mean, he was he was all right for the Warriors. Trey Lyles, does he Big do anything swing. for you? Kind of. I'm still a Darius Baisley believer. I think the Suns are just going to keep all their guys because they that's like the only way to – like they just need to. They need to fill out a team. But if they let Baisley walk, I'd give him a flyer. They're not going to let Josh Okogie go, but I'd no, be interested. No, that would be sure. – yeah, he's good. He's actually really good. Uh, something um, I've, I've I've taken away recently, Javon Carter stands out on this list. If the Bucks can retain him, and it looks like they, they will should. be able to, that should be a priority. Absolutely. Should be one of their top priorities. Man, this is a tough free agency list. Frank, I, I'd give Frankie Smokes a chance. Frank Nilakina. Yeah, you bring Dante. I'd, I'd bring Dante back. So I, I do think athleticism should I be wouldn't a priority. Be, I wouldn't be upset with Dante coming back. No, I wouldn't be upset. I, he has a what is it like a less like around a five million dollar player option. Um, I have to imagine if he hops out, he'll want that much. And if the Bucks have that available, yeah, the, the, um, here's a name. I, I, I'm this is one of my like sicko like oh I would love that I would be so excited. Kata Bates Jop. I think I think he can play. <laughs> is he is he your Bismack of this year? Um, hmm. it worked you know, out for you. Bismack I, produced. I kind of worry that he's my Ojale. Oh. <laughs> I kind of worry that. Wait, you're who? You're number 37? Yeah, my number 37. Just like a, a tweener wing who you feel like can defend, 
and this year pulled it together and shot 39% from three after not being a very good shooter. So maybe that's smoke. Maybe he figured it out. But that's like – and he was on the Spurs. So the Spurs – I don't think Spurs are going to be looking to retain that many power forwards considering who they have coming in. Also, apparently shares a birthday Brandon, with me. Brandon Miller? Oh, Huh? He does. He he does share. I I was joking that the Spurs are going to draft Brandon Miller. Oh no, yeah, and one one year after. Nice. I did not even know that. No wonder I like him so much. <laughs> Birthday twins. Yeah. Astrology time. Nah, I know I'm an Aquarius, but that's about it. Oh man, do you think do you think the Suns TJ Warren? I'm that, good. I'm good. Yeah. They were they were like out of players, and they still weren't really letting him play. I guess that's true for Baisley as well. Yeah. Could you talk me into Terrence Ross, though? Probably. Can you convince UD to not retire? No, I don't think he can. Here's a question for you. Shoot. Instead of just throwing names around. Is Shake Milton going to be out there for Vetman? Probably not. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. He could be. Kind of an interesting. Why? why uh, t- talk to me about Shake Milton. Oh, I just—he just seems like a guy to me where he's like, could be an intriguing combo guard, but has not really ever gotten that much run. He's been a spot starter in Philly, but he's been like a twenty-minute-a-game guy, and just seems like someone who could maybe blossom with a little bit more usage. Like, has sported a good assist-to-turnover ratio. His shooting's been all over the place, but. Now that Harden is there, there's really not that much on, and obviously Tyrese Maxey as well. There's not that much time on the ball. Like this is a guy I look at, and it's like, could they sell him on being like a sixth man or a third guard or something, and like having a real role on this team, a bigger role than he could have behind Maxey and probably Harden on the Sixers if he is going to leave. He he intrigues me. I'm very intrigued. And according to B-Ball Ref, his nickname is Protein Shake. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm guessing no. Ad- I'm guessing no. No, probably. I would, I would guess not. Maybe the mini name. MLE if they get it. Maybe. Hmm. Here's a name. Okay. Jakob Pertl. How? I don't know. Could you, like, convince him to take a discount? No. They're going to sign him for said, like $80 million. He said he wants to play for a winning team. The Raptors think they're the Heat. All they have to do is convince him. Yeah, but I, again, like he he probably doesn't think. The Where Raptors does that name come team. from? That's insane. I mean, like. I'm over here maybe, digging through you, the Lamar Stevens pile and you, you throw Jakob Pertle at me. Do you think he has some age? Like, do you think he's, he's buddies with Adrian Griffin? Maybe. Do I you think he's know. buddies enough to take $5 million instead of $80 million? I do not. Did you sign the trade? The Bucks probably can't. Not if they're taking back Jakob Pertle. That's yeah, a first apron not. thing, I think. I'm over here like, hmm, Goga Batazdi, Najee Marshall. Okay. Rohan's like, can we make Jakob Pertle work? I don't know you got like, sick of this end of the list, didn't you? I did. I'm, I'm sick of this entire free agency <laughs> list. It's it's garbage. <laughs> like, this is a trash free agent class. Like, what are we doing here? Like, 
I, I, I'm scrolling on spot track. Like who, like the top end is like, Oh my God, what is this? Like D'Angelo Russell's near the top. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's really, and especially if you, like if Chris resigns, Harden resigns, Kyrie resigns and Porzingis already opt in, then yeah, like you're, is Fred Van Vliet the best player who will hit actual free agency? Yeah. Him, uh, Jeremy Grant, like, we're talking about, yeah. I mean, both guys you like on the box, it's not going to happen because they just won't have can any you can, money. Can you convince Harrison Barnes to chase a ring? That'd be really fun. I'd love Harrison Barnes. Oh, yeah. We've I'm, always I'm not, been high on Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Like, I, I'm all the way in on that. Like, can you convince him to take a discount? I'm guessing he'll get a full MLE, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of money. Thanks that'd, to be a, that'd be a huge – that'd be like a, the, a seismic get, I think. That's, Still only 31. Exactly. Like, is he really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. If you can get Harrison Barnes, like that would be a home run off season. If you do nothing else besides sign Harrison Barnes, you've won the off season. I've got a buy low name. If he gets, uh, I think he's on a non guaranteed team option right now. Did not cover himself in glory at all, but didn't get that much opportunity this last year. You're really not selling me at all, Malik Beasley. Absolutely not. No? You're just out? No. No, I'm out. I'm all the way out. I mean, the last time I liked a guy named Malik, it worked out for him. I'm just saying. I don't even like him that much. I think he kind of stinks, but... I'm I'm good. You, you want, like... People ask me, Russ? Russell, Russell Westbrook? I wouldn't be upset about it. I would. Come on. Russ for a vet man? Worst fit possible. As a reserve? Yeah, I just don't think it's I just As don't As a reserve, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset about it. I just don't like like I just can't see it working with him and Giannis. Maybe maybe he's athletic enough. You don't need you don't need it to though. I mean, I I, I don't care that much about the 10 minutes a game that are the non in the playoffs. They're the non. I mean, yeah, you get get you through the regular but like the, season. The, those but. 10 minutes we've seen Ty those 10 minutes are really important. Yeah. Because those usually end up being the deciding factor in games. It'd be interesting. I'd be stunned. I wouldn't be upset about it. Do you it. have to Is start he... him, though? Like, I don't know no. if Russ wants to. Well, no, he came off the bench in L.A. That's true. He wasn't happy about it, but he did <laughs> it. <laughs> Would you rather have Russ or Chris Paul? I think it's a real question. Let's 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 throw John Wall in here. Let's get all not these John Wall. That's yeah. I know that. That's I like that's, that's I like the summer a lot, but that's the carousel of point guards that they've done. I think you could talk me into Russ over CP, which people will find insane. But he show he plays. That matters. He's there for the games. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I think I think I would still maybe prefer Chris Paul because, like, at the end of the day, like you're right, you could play Chris Paul in a lineup with Giannis. Yeah, work. yeah, you might be right. For the Clippers, I, be, I think I prefer Russ. For the Bucks, uh, it's tough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset at Russell Westbrook. That's all I'm saying. I, I just, I find it hard to see a world where he's like the only, or for where they get like Russ and multiple other free agents. I would just worry about like not assets to be like a vet man or or the mini MLE, but just like your resource allocation for who you're going after. Like, I'd rather be convincing Yuta to sign than Russ. 
Yeah. If you yeah, can get him, fair. you know, if you can get the guys you want and also rust, then great. I mean, what if it goes wrong, just let him go. But one last probably mini MLE candidate probably probably won't make too much. Probably. I don't know. Seth Curry? Wouldn't hate it. You don't, you're not, not excited? Wouldn't love it. Yeah. I mean, like, kind of kind of has the same issues that all, some other guys on the Bucks have. Yeah, that's true. Definitely not keeping Ingles if you bring him if you bring in Seth Curry. Yeah, and is he is he better than Grayson? I no, so. I, don't, I don't think so. But he's more shooting. But yeah, yeah I guess is he better than Javon Carter? I don't uh, think so. Javon hasn't played that well in the playoffs, and I don't know. I've I've been thinking about this recently. I kind of wish they'd just play him more all the time. I I do think the just variance. To see is, what happens. Yeah, like. Yeah. Because he, he thrives when he's in a consistent role. I, I kind of liked all, When it's up in the air, it's just that's when it starts to get. It, like if know. they if they get like a Levine or like in the Beal scenario, kind of like Javon as the starter next to another, you know, like just add in that defense and shot making, the, the Delhi ideal, I, something there. I really hope they re-sign him. I just, I know they've already uncovered more than we expected. I think there's still more. Yeah, for sure. What if he opts in, trying to get? Uh, I don't know. Opt in, probably extend the Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't think Pat would either. He's he's not leaving. He won't leave the facility. Josh Richardson? No. Kind of decent the last couple of years. It's all right. Do you he's, want him next to Giannis? He's been shooting a little better. Thirty-eight point eight percent the last two years. On volume. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Four attempts per game. It's not a lot. It's decent. It's all right. Like Probably Giannis has the ball too much. Ten point score. Well, Giannis shouldn't, but that's a different. Still only twenty nine. Doesn't turn thirty until September. Yeah. Vet men like Josh Hart is. That's yeah, exciting. I, I would. Josh Richardson. Or Josh Richardson. Josh. Josh Hart would be really. If, jo- fun. if Josh Hart on a vet min, I would. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, that'd be that's not happening. But I would be in on. I've been in on Josh Hart for years. How do you feel about the Pistons opting in on Alec Burks? I have no opinion on. It just Alec feels Burks. so. They're just like, give me all the contracts. I have no opinion on Alec Burks. Uh, my conspiracy theory today was they hired Monty just to make sure Troy Re- Weaver wouldn't take on DeAndre Ayton. Because otherwise, I mean, you talk a distressed big man available for matching salary role players. Are you kidding oh, me? Troy Weaver's, he's all over that. He gave Marvin Bagley $40 million a year. He'd be like, yeah, Alec Burks, Killian Hayes, take all these guys. But you just you can't have Marvin Bagley. You can't have Wiseman. You can't have Durin. You can't have Beef Stew. These are mine. Take whatever else you want. Hey, Bojan and, Bojan and Alec Burks, go ahead. Bojan is a name. Yeah, I was going to say, are we back on Bojan? I'm not not back on Bojan. I'm not upset about it. I don't know how feasible it is, just like how we discussed last offseason, or at the trade offseason, yeah. Uh, What is Bojan? Is it still? What is he on next year value-wise? 20 million. So, yeah, it's too. Yeah, yeah, you could. But it's, can you do it without the first? Is still the question. Or Marjan. Probably. I think probably too. Yeah, and also like twenty four, twenty five. He's on a like a 
basically a non-guaranteed. Well, he's, he's 34. I'm less interested now. Now that they look so damn old in the playoffs, I'm it's less, fine. Yeah, but I really like if they do that or if they don't do that. Either way, like let's get some of these minimums, like like athletic wings with upside. Like let's not let's not get the old folks home back together. Yeah, maybe that changes now that now uh, the bugs. Yeah, go. I really hope it does because I just think. You know, if you can find one guy in the Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent world, it's not just the Heat that do this, but you know, you just need to start doing that because because we we know that John Horst he, he loves his athletic guys. Like his first pick as a as a GM was DJ Wilson. Ugh. I the the idea of DJ would have been perfect. I think it was though. it felt like a kid pick, but yes, I, I mean he's taking Dante and Marjan. I think those are his two real. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the like job he, he for like three athletes. weeks when when DJ was picked. Man, can you imagine idealized DJ Wilson on this team? He'd be perfect. Do you remember? I think it was draft night. Jason Kidd joked like he doesn't rebound, so we picked him, and that ended up defining yeah. his whole career. Yeah. So unfortunately, good scouting report. <laughs> uh, just you love you love your guy throwing his players under the bus immediately. Just uh, establish the tone. Um, your guy Dylan Brooks. I I saw a report his values his market's gonna be fifteen million. I was like, who the hell is giving Dylan Brooks fifteen million dollars more than the MLE? I don't know, man. I mean, maybe the some teams MLE. could talk. Yeah, some teams could talk themselves this into five it. Five with know. cap space. Who Orlando? I don't. I don't see know it. if you want. I don't know. I I get to be clear. I don't see it either, but. Let me let me pull up real quick just to just to get the cap idea. Um, projected practical cap space: Houston, Utah, San Antonio, OKC, Detroit, Indy, Orlando are the teams expected to have real cap space. Indy, uh, maybe they want a four Indy. though. Them as a Tobias team. Uh, I'm not not thinking about that. I don't know what they get, what they send though. I don't know either. Um, I would like if if Tobias got bought out, which I don't think would ever happen. But if it did, who I would love that. Oh, I I, I would 100 percent take a Tobias Harris reunion. Or like in free agency the next year, also like uh, uh, sign me up. Like if he goes to Utah and they just let him go, which I don't think is impossible. Um, I don't know if the Sixers would just dump him like that. Maybe. You never know. But if he hits the market, that would be – you talk about your not super old forward who you can trust to do stuff. Like I think Tobias is kind of sneakily perfect. And I think the only reason they hate him in Philly is because they gave him that stupid contract. But Tobias is your fourth guy I maintain is pretty damn good. It's really good. Again, he's overqualified for his role, yeah. which is what yeah. you want. Yeah, I'd like to do Tobias Harris business more yeah. than Boyan. Is that a hot take? Oh, no, I don't think so. But but you can't take the contract. Like I'm not saying I, I want to no. trade for Tobias. You just can't. You can't. It's like four players. You just cannot ever do that. Yeah. Do we get my guy Lonnie Walker? Would that be a trade? No, he's a he's a free agent. I don't know. I have no idea what the Lakers are gonna do. I mean, it's it's they don't even have they don't have his bird rights. Oh yeah, that's right. The Bruce Brown scenario. 
Yeah. There's a guy that'd be fun, but it's totally if he's gonna take a discount, he's gonna play in Denver. Or the or the, or the Joe Ingles situation. Yeah. Well, I think it's just it's the difference all the MLE is guys. other teams yeah. have to want the guy. Yeah, that's fair. We we do you still want Joe not back? Are we still agreed on that? I think I think I'm okay with Joe. He's a good player. Not being back. Yeah. I, I'm fine if they bring him back, but I think I'd rather not. Same. Yeah. Just they need to fix the old problem. Yeah, they really do. And and Lonnie Walker, he's he's still relatively young. He's, oh, he's yeah. not even twenty he's not even twenty five yet. I, I would like them to take at least one swing on a wing like that. Like a twenty twenties year old wing who it's like they can get and you just you can see the upside there. Lonnie Walker, Yuda, Kata Bates Jop, my birthday boy, whoever Justice it is. Winslow. Um uh, I'm kidding, to be clear. To be clear, I'm kidding. You know, no, Stanimal. Stanley Johnson. So did hit some shots. I'm good. Really? What, whatever happened? On a vet, man, he's just like floating around, I think. I think something happened. Oh, what? Really? Like a. Or, I don't uh-oh. remember what happened. Unless, I, unless I'm tripping. I hope so. Okay, no, maybe not. He had one year. Okay, he had shot. 45% from three on the Spurs, but like one per game and has not ever done well outside of that. So, um, but like, I'm not saying as your main, but just like as a, as a flyer, like I, he's still yeah, sure. 27, yeah, take a, I think. Take a flyer. He just That's, turned 27. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer someone a little younger. Kata Bates' job is too old for you, my, my guy. No, That's going to be the I one this year. I can feel it. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I like again. This list is not very. Yeah, I think you. I, I think I depressed you. Yeah. Should we should we talk talk about Chris? Yeah, real quick, Chris talk. I tweeted this today. I want your thoughts on it. I actually, which I think this is weird, just in in how these things work. I think it's more likely Chris is a buck for the long haul for the rest of his career. We'll say if he opts out versus opting in. I think that's fair. Because I, I think that shows you more of – and, you know, maybe he just leaves. I, I don't think so. That's obviously possible. But I just think that to me in the like they're negotiating, it shows you like, you know, that probably means he's going to take less in year one and they're going to work it out versus opting in. And it's like, bam, $40 million. You're probably a second apron team now if Brooke comes back unless you just straight up dump salary, which it's difficult to do while you have Giannis. But if he opts out – you know, can you work around with the cap a little bit? You know, maybe continue signing him on, you know, option deals or something, but avoid that second apron. That's going to be really crucial. So that's the option I think I'd most like to see at this point, assuming it doesn't come with like, and Chris intends to sign elsewhere, which again, I'd be pretty shocked. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. But that's where I'm at. What do you think about Chris and the option and, and the free agency in general? I think I think it's valid to say that Chris opting out makes it more likely that he remains a buck for the long haul because that's like yeah <laughs> like that that's the only real option because if Chris opts in 
and you sign him to an extension, he's not going to be able to like sign for like a longer term deal with less money. You're going to want to do like yeah, that. I mean, you can, you can step down an extension. It's fine it's to just, do. It's but, just not common. Well, you know, it's, it's for older players, it can happen. But the problem is you're starting at 40. So you can only step down so much each year. You can't like go to 10, right? So uh, I, I just, I, I would think. It'll just be more difficult to work in the short term if that's what happens. But I think it's weird because, you know, he's making it so he can sign anywhere, right? Like opting out, you're an unrestricted free agent. You just have to assume that won't happen and, and there's going to be a deal, which I, I do think will be the case. I was but hoping, the Bucks maintain his bird rights to be. Yeah, so they can still outbid anyone and they're the only team that can give him a fifth year. And then I think this is important to note. It doesn't have to be the max for that. No. Like they could five for a hundred if they want to, and just flat twenties. Again, I'm not. What, what do you think? What do you think is a realistic idea for this? I, I really struggle with these. What was the What was the number that was floated out there? Was it like four one twenty? Yeah, I think four one twenty. Oh, where was what? that? Hold on, let me try and find this quick. You talk about something, anything. I Juggling. think like that's like around thirty mil. Like that may seem like a lot, especially if you're getting into like late year, like age chris middleton however like with again i'll maintain this with like the cap going up and everything consistently going up 30 mil is not what it used to be sorry what what was the number four years 130 130 okay so it's a little over um uh it's a little over 30 mil a year right it's 33.3 yeah uh it's just it's actually I don't know. 32. No, it's 5. not. Yeah, it's yeah, 32. 32 and a half. I was I did the math in my head when I was I was like, that's wrong. Uh, it's it's 32 and a half. No, it's like it's it's not as bad as it seems. Would I prefer maybe a little less? Sure. But like how low can you go before you're really like disrespecting a franchise legend? What do we say? 32.5? Yeah. So like Michael Porter Jr. is making 33.3 right now. Like and the cap continues to go up. CJ McCollum's at 35. Chris Dobbs just opted in 36 million. Right? Yeah, so again, it's like, like it's, it's not as bad as it may seem. Like it's it's easy to 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 take these deals like in traditional values of like uh I don't know, not even traditional, like three years ago, 30 mil. Like 30 yeah. mil three years ago was like the supermax. Now the supermax is almost at 60 million dollars or something. Yeah. Um, well, and just look at like what's the the cap right now itself is 134 million. So that means what? It's like a quarter of the cap, if that. Yeah, which isn't like for your second best players, and it's, it's what you want. It's not choking you, yeah. No, it's 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 really it's really not like the tax is 160, and that's the real number. Like the cap is not really that relevant. The tax being at 160 means if Chris is on thir- a little over 30 year over year, I think that's very feasible for the Bucks to deal with. Yeah. And to be like, again, to put the contract into perspective, remember when Blake Griffin had like the biggest contract ever? <laughs> yeah. That was, he had, his average salary was 34 million. Well, that's why, like, with the, the, with the Beal stuff, everyone's like, oh, he's got the biggest contract ever. And it's like, until yeah, next now. year. Until next yeah, until, year. Until the next guys, contract signed. Yeah. Like, with the cap going up and Max is determined as a percentage of the cap, there's going to be a new biggest one every year. I mean, whatever young player or whatever mid tier player signs his extension is going to be the new biggest one. 
Um, James, or actually, I don't. Will we get one this year? I don't know if anyone will sign our biggest contract ever this year. What class is it? Well, I'm just looking at all the guys who are like hitting free agency, and I just don't think because our rookie extensions aren't as big. It's not as big of a cap. So I actually, it might still be Bradley Beal for once. Um, let's see. Yeah, because it doesn't sound I like mean, Harden's getting a full thing. Kyrie's probably not. Well, actually, it might be Kyrie. The Mavs might have to. Yeah, I'm Five just I'm years, looking at 300 million or whatever it is. I'm looking I'm looking at extension Jalen Brown. But I don't think it'll be as big. He's he's full Supermax eligible. He's not. Oh, did he make he made all NBA? He, he made he made all right. NBA. Yeah, so yeah. he he would be then the biggest. Yeah. Which is kind of funny be. in itself like not really a biggest contract in the league kind of player. Yeah, it's but that that's that's what this that's what the current NBA is and will yeah. continue to be for years and years now. Like these By, guys are going to get massive contracts and the contracts are going to keep going up, which means that like the lower salary contracts are going to keep going up. Just because like the supermax is now like sixty million, doesn't mean that your MLE is still going to be like five million dollars. Like no, that increases as well. Like you have to put these things into perspective. Yeah. Um, what, do, you know, what, do you know who has the Are you highest? okay with 32 and a half? Oh, million? yeah, totally. Yeah. Would you prefer it's like 28? Yeah, of course. I think 28's better, obviously. What if it's 28 and ends at 32 or 34 or whatever? Oh, yeah, it'd be 30. Yeah. No, it'd be a little higher. 28 to 36. But four years from now, 36. When the cap is, like, I think or that's do you front, fine. Or do you front load it? No, because second apron, I don't think you should. I I usually like to front load, but you really want to stay under that thing. And I think, you know, you want to be five and a half million under it with your full rosters. You can use the exception and stay under it. Yeah, that's fair. So I think 28 to 34 is good. I mean, thirty again, 34 in four years, it's not going to be that big of a hit. It's going to be like no. a $200 million to the tax at that point, probably. Yeah. Do you know who Sorry. has the biggest average uh, annual value contract right now? It's Jokic, isn't it? It is. Giannis is eighth. Brad is fourth. Brad Beal. Yeah. It's just like again, Tobias when Harris Gian- is twenty uh, first. Yeah, and just it's another example of just like you need to put these contracts into perspective. Like when Giannis signed his deal, it's like, oh my god, this is the biggest deal in NBA history. Now he's eight. Yeah. Do you have to give him Drew Holiday money? Drew's making thirty three point seven annually. Hopefully not. I hope not. Yeah, we'll see. You, you got to keep him though. You absolutely do have to keep him, and that to be clear, you do have to keep Chris Middleton, and we shall see. Yeah. Um, the option. I, I really hoped it would break on the pod. I thought that'd be a lot of fun. I, I was. I was like, oh, we've been going for a little bit now, so I was like, hey, maybe, maybe. We'll no. Play. No, it's it's, it's due not. it's due Wednesday. So I think by I think stuff is usually like either early afternoon or five PM Eastern, because that's where the league office is. So sometime tomorrow we will know. But again, as I said, most likely outcome right after I hit publish on on our platform and it starts to go up. That's when we'll find out. So okay, you want to talk to us about some draft guys real quick? I do. Let me throw some names at you. So. There's actually first a bit of Bucks news you wanted to weigh in on. 
the report that they're looking to trade into the 20s or 30s of this draft. I don't think you're buying it, Rohan. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I just don't see how they can do it realistically. Like, why are you giving, if, if you're giving like a player to get into the 20s, why? Why I don't I don't I don't understand why you're doing that. I, I understand that this is like lauded as a draft that has a lot of like NBA ready guys deep into the draft. However, are you really gonna mortgage your assets to try and do that? I know we've been yeah. talking all pod about like trying to get younger, and that that's absolutely a way to get younger. Is it worth it if you're in this situation of just like you need your your title or bust mode? Yeah. I agree with like, you. I'm, I'm, again, there's other ways to get flyers, like we've talked about, like undrafted guys, like taking like guys who have been on other teams and not really panned out. Like we've, we've talked about that. There are other ways to do it. Sure. Would you like a first round pick? Absolutely. Do you want to like who? How would you even do it? Like, do you trade Grayson Allen for a pick? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen like. Bobby for the two Indi- the two late Indiana picks, right? And this is something I've, I think I've initially threw out as like a construct, not an actual trade. Because I agree with you. You can't do that. I don't – not even for two. And I don't even know if – that probably is – I think Indy would do that. But I, I don't think – like, you know, in the late 20s twice. Like let's say you get two guys who are on the Marjan track – and we like Marjon. We're high on Marjon. He wasn't really helping the Bucks win games in year one. And I I just don't see how you can. Can he in year two, though? Hopefully. I hope so, too, but continue. But year one is pretty important still, you know? Uh, and, and I just, I agree with you. Like, I think, if anything, it's can you get, like, pick 29 as part of a different deal where you also get a player? That, I think, works. I would be pretty surprised. I mean, that's just like, I guess if you're you're really like, we're going to keep Chris and Brooke, but we want to be under that apron, but we're not just going to give away a guy, I guess then it kind of makes sense because you're lessening your cap hit, but you're also lessening your talent. So I think that's pretty tough. So uh, I agree with you. I think the 30s and 40s makes a lot of sense because – you know, it's just you know, they have some second rounders, right? So you, can you flip two future seconds for forty five? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. I'd be I'd be more interested in that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's and I think I was looking through here, and there's a lot of players. I looked from thirty through like the sixties at guys I thought were Bucksy or I would like on the team. So here are the ones I noted, and I'll just briefly describe to you, and then I'll get your thoughts. So the there's rankings on this. This is from Sam Vicini's huge big board that he super dives in it's really great and informative uh sam vicini of the athletic so that's what these rankings come from so the highest on the list is 35 maxwell lewis from pepperdine he's a good offensive wing with upside but he needs to lock in defensively on and off ball so kind of an interesting i'll just go through a few at a time and we can chat 38 amari bailey ucla I think he's got a little hype. I'm guessing it'd be probably hard to get him in the second round. And to be clear, these two guys and these first few guys I'm saying are like they need to get a pick in the 40s. I don't think they're going to fall to 58. I do have some guys at 58, though. Um, Amar Bailey's young. He's 19 still. A combo guard. He can score and pass. Kind of questionable handle and athleticism. And doesn't shoot a lot. So it's like the raw tools are there, but more of a developmental player. 
Um, but combo guard upside is fun. Brandon Podzemski, he played in Santa Clara like the good Jalen Williams. He's from Wisconsin. He's good scorer, kind of small for a wing player, though, and is a questionable defender. So those first three, Bailey Lewis and uh, Podzemski, what are your thoughts? In, in regards to uh, like not being able to play defense. It's, um, yeah, it's tough, right? I was actually going to lean the opposite because defense is something you can really teach. You yeah, can't, so like, you you can teach defense. You can't really teach like if you want to have like in sort of like offensive instincts. Yeah. So I actually I agree. I lean toward this rather than the guys who it's like, you know, he defended. I think they have one guy who kind of shot but is more of a defender. But I leaned more to this than like you know the Tari Eason mold of like. Yeah, we think he can defend, but he really just can't shoot at all. Because I just, it's just tough. It's such a gamble. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worth taking the gamble, but it's just hard to, I think, I think they really need the shooting to ever get minutes, honestly. Um, 47th ranked prospect on this board was Seth Lundy from Penn State. He's a wing, and Vecini noted he's got a really good motor. He's a good shooter. He's not a great handler or defender right now, but I think with the motor, like, can you teach him to be a good positional defender? And then a bigger wing who can shoot, like, that's interesting. Hunter Tyson from Clemson, another, he's a big wing. The knock was like, he's not a great driver, but he can shoot. And this is the 49th ranked guy. And it's like, yeah, if I can get into like 50 or like the late 40s, or maybe he even falls to 58, if it's like someone with real size who can shoot, does he need to drive at that point? Maybe not. Like, I mean, take take the NBA skills. Uh, yeah. What What do you thought? That wasn't a convinced. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, obviously, ideally, you'd want someone who well, can yeah. like you. Well, yeah. But if if you're talking like late second round, it's like beggars can't be choosers at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Continue. No, it's all good. Hunter ties. Oh no, I said said him. Adam Flagler from Baylor. This one's interesting. The Bucks haven't really drafted guys like this in ever. He's a smaller point guard. Shot the lights out, like from the catch and from the dribble. He fights defensively. He's just, I think he was like 6'1", if I remember right. So he's just a little smaller. I know they don't usually go to guys like that. But the plus shooting at this point in the draft, I'm just like, yeah, let's just get him in and see. Like, can you hide him enough? I mean, can he just be a, a bench guy? Yeah. Here's my thing. How often do those guys sort of pan out? Steph like we, Curry. We see, if if you think this guy's going to be Steph Curry, I don't, then absolutely. I don't. Seth Curry. I even said nah to Seth Curry. But if you could get Seth Curry as a rookie in the fifties, I mean, sure. But it's 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 also like I don't know those, those guys. Gabe maybe Vincent. Just, Ish. Gabe. He's got more. He's got more juice on the dribble, I think, than this guy. Yeah. And probably not as well good of a defender. Yeah. It's just like those those guys in college who are like the the small guards who can shoot like doesn't really pan out usually. Yeah, that's fair. Uh I think everybody's favorite late round prospect, Jalen Slauson, a wing from oh, I thought Fulman. you were gonna say Imani Bates. Oh no, I didn't put him on here. I just I don't know, I didn't see him on this list. As fun as it would be, he's just like a chucker and does nothing else. Are we wasting our time? 
when is that player ever going to help on the Bucks? I, I don't really see it. Uh, but Slauson's a legit wing defender. The shot will be the swing. So he, instead of just not being a shooter, he's been a bad shooter for most of his college career. But year four, it seemed like he figured it out. So, you know, it's like a swing thing. But that's the kind of pick where, like, I think you can always get behind adding someone like this. And he's the 56th ranked player in the draft. So, like, if he's there at 58, that's absolutely a swing I'd want them to take. Uh, that's fair. Tristan Vuksevic from Partizan. That was his last team. I don't know where that is. He's like a huge shooting center, but they don't know if he's going to be mobile enough to play in the NBA. Like, I don't know. At 58, I'm interested. Or on a two-way. Or I mean, both. like, yeah. Maybe I'm just being a downer, but like, even if a guy like Zach Eady can't be... Zach Eady, like, I think, was higher on here. Is, but do you have any confidence that Zach Eady is going to produce at the NBA level? Does he shoot as well, though? That's fair. But it's, mean, just, it's, it's a mobility thing. Yeah, but we're still... Myers Leonard might have a job next year. That's kind of the same issue. That's a, that's a different topic, Ty. I think he could be back. I think he could he be He certainly well. wants to be. He's there. And the Bucks uh, socials want him as well. <laughs> him and Goron, who's already... Like it's a troll, In the right? heat front office. No, the theory I've heard is they're trying to get rid of all the clips they have. Oh, wait, no, you told me about yeah, this. And yeah, and they're, just, they're not going to have any other opportunities, so they're just like, put it all out now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like... But at 58. At 58, yeah, I guess. Sure, like you could take anyone in 58 and say like, I guess. But the upside, like if, if he's not a great defender... But he like he's like okay forty percent from three, that's useful on a team with that Giannis, is useful. That is useful. I just yeah, I can't say I know enough to really. Uh, I, to I'm really not make. an expert. Like I'm just I'm really uh, like trying to simplify these guys to like kind of archetypes, and then we can discuss from there. Uh, I'm not gonna act like I'm an expert on this guy's game, but I just think if you're like a seven footer who has legit shooting. I think that that's a plus skill. That is a plus pr- skill. You have to be that's pretty worth bad. A flyer. Like if you could just be serviceable defensively, you're at least a role player. Yeah. Can you be Dwayne Dedman? Yeah. Again, Leonard, like Leonard before the injuries and scandal that he caused and, and owned up to, like was gonna probably stick around in the league. Like he's that's useful to have. Uh, Chris Livingston from Kentucky, another younger player. This is more of a project wing. But disruptive defender, so this would be kind of a this would be a real flyer. I, I'd be a little surprised, but he's like got real physical tools at nineteen at the wing, which I always find interesting. Serge, okay. oh, what'd you say? I said okay, okay. I thought you were, are you about to say Serge Ibaka? Serge Jabari, Serge Jabari Rice, Sir apostrophe Jabari Rice is okay. an awesome name. Vicini called him a winner. He apparently he's won at every level. Good decision maker. Should be able to make shots and defend. I think he's like a combo guard size. But he's old. He's 23, which honestly is not bad for the Bucks. And also we're now – Livingston was the first – that these guys are in the 60s. So they're like undrafted. And if this was the draft order, like this big board, they'd be undrafted. Uh, Muhammad Guy, he is – this is like, you know, let's not leave Ibu Baji unprotected is the vision with this guy. It's the same idea of like – a project center. He really needs polish. But he, I think this is one where he, he's he got some ball skills offensively. He can kind of shoot a bit like off the dribble. 
but he just needs a ton of polish. But he can kind of defend wings too. So this is where I'm like, can we get this guy at 58? And just like, you're not going to play at all with the Bucks year one. You're going to shadow Brook and Giannis every day. And then you're going to go play for the herd when you're not up, right? Like that's the idea here. That I find super interesting. That I would find that interesting as well. Like if you can like potentially get a, a solid wing who you can develop. Well, I think he's a big. I think he's a big who can defend down. So the okay. vision here is like this is the future ideal of center next to Giannis. Okay. I'd I'd be I'd be interested. I'd be interested for sure. Let me look up if, his height quick. I didn't if, put it down here. If you, again, if you're at size six eleven, six eleven. If you're at pick fifty eight. Yeah. And you get like there's a prospect who has like a chance to be a guy who you can see on this team. You should take it. Yeah, he shot 51% from two and he was taking like some pull-ups. 37% from three, so that's not there yet. A negative assist to turnover, 14 and 8 for Washington State. But he's from Senegal. He's only played professional hoop for I think like a couple years at this point. I like the flyer. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be interested. I think they should learn from the Ibu Baji thing. And we don't know. He got hurt. We don't know what he's going to be. But clearly the demand was there. Like, don't leave that guy just in the G League. Like, get him on a two-way at least. For sure. And then Liam Robbins, a shooting center who can defend but, like, not do anything else. And it's like, yeah, that's interesting. In the 60s or undrafted or, you know, it's like he's like if Javon was a center is what it sounded like. Which That's is like, yeah, me. sign me up for that. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out some important flaws, but there is like, you know, he's not really a rim runner. Like he doesn't pass the ball well, and it's like, okay, I think I can work with that at the five. He he's 23 he too. He's old, so it's one of those one of those things. Yeah, you don't, you don't for the need Bucks. a passing big if you're the Bucks. He averaged 15 and six, one assist to 1.6 turnovers, but. 3.2 blocks and shot 36% from three. So, yeah, that's interesting. Seven interesting prospect. Yeah, if you can if you can get size, you take size. Yeah. So those are the guys. What what are your thoughts overall on the 40s, 50s and 60s options? I'm actually okay with the Bucks like based on what you said like at around keeping pick 58. Keep 58 and add like can you switch like the Portland second and a future or just that one? And get a pick in the forties too. Maybe, or do you not? You just want one. I mean, if you can, I'd say do it. Like if you if you have a guy, if you're John Horst and you're like, oh, this is a good guy I want. Yeah, especially with this being a bit of a deeper draft. Yeah, you should take it. You never you know. I mean, there could be someone I didn't even bother looking at it, like twenty two. Who falls to 38. I mean, it happens every year, right? So Exactly. It, it all depends on who's on the board, of course. It's a good good point. Yeah. Like if, if you if you have your guy and you can go get your guy, go do it. Yeah. I would I would like to see them come away with one of these big guys. Yeah, take a big. That'd take be, a chance. Get him on one of the three two ways this year, new new mm-hmm. CBA thing, and just be like, as we're gonna milk all the knowledge out of Brooke we can. Yeah, like I I agree. If they, if you want to draft someone, you should draft it big. Yeah, and I mean, you always take a chance on a wing. The guards, I I don't think I did a good job selling you on any of the guards we talked about, which is fair. Yeah, I was all right. I was more interested in the big prospects. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's the draft. We will, of course, be back after the draft, some combination of us, to actually talk about who the Buck, what the Bucks did. Could be a trade. Could be draft picks. Could be no draft picks. Could be the NBA or the East as itself changing with the landscape shifting. We shall see. Yeah. So a lot going to happen. We'll recap it all, of course, with a Bucks focus. I just hope. Don't just trade 58 and do nothing else. That's the worst possible. I don't yeah, think they will, though. I really don't think they will. Yeah. Well, imagine if the, the entirety of the Bucks draft is just them selling 58. Oh, that'd be horrible. It, it would be. If you have a second-round pick and you're the Bucks, you should take your pick. Well, they. I think that, that won't happen because for the tax stuff, second-rounders are cheaper than even vet Exactly. So, exactly. Which is why you should take your second-round picks. Yeah. I would not be mad if they walked away with two. I wouldn't be either. I think it would signal a guy like Ingles maybe isn't back. I clearly Dragic, no. Leonard, we'll see. I was going to say, it's probably Leonard more than Ingles. Yeah. Well, depend on, depending on who they pick, we'll see. I don't even know if that matters. Like, I think it's, I, I think unless they get up to like 40, I don't think we should assume that the Bucks see a rotational role this season for anyone. They pick. I mean, hell, they picked yeah. Marjon in the first round, and he wasn't when they were healthy. You know that wasn't the plan. It's it's about it's almost like operating like an NFL team, like you know, plan for when you will need them in two years. Yeah, which they like have that, not done a good job of. No, and it's a difficult line to tread. Yeah, especially when you're a contender who doesn't have all their picks. Yeah, very very few of their picks, but yeah, few and far between. You don't get a lot of practice uh, no. using your picks. I said when when the report came out that he was looking in the twenties. I said uh, horse drafted once and now he's addicted to it. And he wants to keep going. Oh, this was so fun. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I like this. Although I will say, Wara and Merrill were good picks for the draft slots. Like they've Mamu actually done too. pretty well. Mamu too. They've done pretty well. With these been, picks. The Bucks have been good with second round picks. They found talent, but it hasn't fit as well. Yeah. I think their only second round whiff was really like, what, Yorgos? Yeah. And that's like, what was that, 59 or something? Yeah. I, that doesn't even really count. Oh, he honestly. was the last pick, wasn't he? Yeah, but I don't know if it was a oh, second draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it, it, he, he made it to October. Like, good for him. Yeah. Or November, excuse me. He's, um, he's a decent player overseas, but I mean, you know. Is his brother's better. Yeah, I know. They got the wrong one. I'm sick. Yeah. Shout out Eugene. For I hope the other Kalidzakis comes over. We'll see. Could they um, go get Misic? Yeah, to trade with OKC. We'll yeah, see. they have the right. Apparently he's in OKC. Oh, uh, I think his new agent used to work there too. So there's like there's, there's stuff moving around Misic. The, okay, the guy, see, maybe wants to win. I, they should be winning this season. Yeah, I think so. Um, the Kings guy, they have the rights to, I think, that Eugene's been obsessed with. I wonder if he'll come over to. Okay, we're no. just talking. Well, I, I think we're now. Hugo Basson? Yeah, maybe Hugo comes out. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be basically be another draft pick. Yeah, it's one they used last year. That would exactly. be um, the, the big guy who cannot move at all. Vicini said he could be a stash candidate too. So that's... An option as well if they picked him at 58. For sure. But uh, whatever happens, we will be here to recap it for you. Uh, we are grasping whatever. at straws. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's the draft is very, very important. Like last yeah. year was obviously more exciting because I got my guy. Oh, I got man. Bo Champ. Never I got happens. Bo Clamps. 
Not too uh, much. Bow clamps. Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, this will, it'll be interesting for sure. We'll see if the Bucks actually trade up, uh, get a first round pick. Whatever happens, maybe Dame gets traded. Maybe the Bucks trade for Dame. Who knows what's gonna happen? That Anything would be fun. Happen. Sign me up for that. Uh, but we will we will have everything wrapped up for you here on uh, here on the Eurocep uh, and a GSPN. We will have those pods for you. And you can find the links to all of our podcasts at gspn.info. You can find all the pods on the network, like Cruising for a Bruising, Talk of the Tundra, Make Time for This, like all of that stuff. You can find that at gspn.info as well as like all our links, like YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. But if you have not checked out our YouTube, go check it out. Give it a give it a, uh, a watch. Check out the videos uh, if you want to see our Hit the bell. We've been going yeah. live. Hit the bell and be ready. Yeah, who knows if the if the Bucks make some seismic trade, we might just go live on YouTube. So make sure you're uh, make sure you're tuned in and subscribed for that. Uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice. Um, leave a five star rating and review. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, check out gspn.info pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.